Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's good? My name is Chris Dallas. It's Trapping Anonymous. Welcome back. We are back. Brand new episode. Thank y'all for always supporting the movement. Make sure y'all follow that Trapping Anonymous on that Instagram page. Follow Chris Styles. Follow Breakbeat Media. You know, thank you for always pushing us forward and helping us push the culture forward. These topics, these conversations. We're just always getting to it and it couldn't be done without y'all. So I appreciate y'all. Uh, do remember the stories you hear do not necessarily reflect real life. They're here to entertain, educate, or keep your little homie off the streets. My name is Chris Styles. Let's get it. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? Man, I, I always looked at us growing up as our generation, we was the drug dealers. Right. We was the ones getting the bag. We was the right. hustlers. Right, right, right. We, we, weren't, we weren't really looked at as sort of what this pill-popping generation has become. Right, 100%. We grew up together. We mm-hmm. we used to, you know, rip and run, do our little thing mm-hmm. and out the city and stuff like that. So it's like, did you ever think you would become part of that statistic of the pill popping generation? Hell no. Hundred percent no. Like if if my if my old self would see me where I'm at now, what I went through, he'd be like, Oh, you're a fucking idiot. You know, why did you let certain temptations or certain ideals like even enter your thought process you know what i'm saying it it, it, it's hard but it's not hard you know what i mean it's just again it's what you're doing who you're around just certain people not staying true and keeping your real friends around you you know what i'm saying to give you certain advices like oh you gotta stay away from that shit you bugging the fuck out you know what i mean it's you got a bunch of yes men around you you know, especially if you making money, if you don't want making the money, nobody's going to tell you, oh, yo, you got to chill. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, that comes from family and real close friends. So you feel like you reached a point in your life where you were making so much money that you was just around people that just wanted to feed sort of that yeah. ego. Yeah, 100%. Um, what were you doing? Well, I was the marijuana liaison for the United States, I can say. You know, I get it to your state no matter how much you need it. You know, so with those, with that responsibility comes a lot of stress and anxiety. You know what I mean? You're trying to fill orders within a certain time frame. You know what I mean? Um, People flying into town, they're like, yo, I need 150 pounds and I need this specific strand or I need that or, you know, and you trying to, go through your different resources to kind of facilitate that order in a timely manner before they leave with all their money and you don't get to make shit, you know? So honestly, that's what, that's a lot of that anxiety kind of led me into like, yo, let me take a Xan and just relax. You know what I'm saying? Cause uh, I felt like the Xans kind of just slowed the world around me down a little bit. So I was able to kind of, in my mind, I tricked myself into thinking that's what I needed to process everything. So I'm not all anxious or all over the place. You know what I'm saying? And that turned into me using Zans like, you know, more than I should have at the end of the day. Take us back to that first day. 
that you popped it. So everybody knows you take a Xan and like hop on a flight or something. You know what I mean? Knock out during the flight, whatever the case may be. That's how I was exposed to it at first. You know what I mean? It's just something to take a little of the edge off, help you sleep, whatever the case may be. But see, since I I was around the white boys in the Bay Area. You know what I'm saying? I'm working with a, another liaison at the time. We're trying to finesse a big order. And um, I said we in the Bay Area, so he introduces me. So I'm from the East Coast, so I don't really know too much about the Bay Area and all of that, you know what I'm saying? So he's like, yeah, we're going to go to Pill Hill. You know what I'm saying? I'm fuck you mean Pill Hill? That shit sounds crazy, you know what I'm saying? So he was like, yeah, and the way he described it, and it ended up being that way was, it's just like, you, you go over there, you know? And you hop out the car and you just, you know, I need perks or I need Zans or I, I need Oxys or whatever it is. And, you know, three motherfuckers going to run up on you with prescription bottles. You know what I'm saying? And what they selling, they, whether they selling their actual script or some pressed up pills, you don't really know. You know what I'm saying? But that's what they doing. Why like, did he and, take you there? Yeah, he wanted to get some Zans. You know what I'm saying? So I ended up going with him. You know what I mean? And then he ended up, I just took one of his, you know what I'm saying? And it's just that whole, we, we was actually working on a deal at the time. He was like, yo, I just want to take the edge off, want to calm down, relax. You know what I'm saying? Because we, at this point, we're trying to fill an order for, I think it was like 260 pounds. We had to do it in two days. So, mm -hmm. I need you to slow down for a second. Yeah. I need you to give us, what is 250 pounds of weed even look like? What, what kind of money is that? Like, talk to me like I'm two years old. Like, what, how, what? At the time, I'm gonna give you the specifics for that client because I kind of remember it vividly. You know what I mean? Um, he was coming into town and he wanted a, his specific, he wanted two specific strands. It was around 2014. He wanted OGs and sour diesels. You know what I mean? It's, a lot of people from the East Coast, that's like, they, they love that shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, he was coming over from the East Coast and that's what he wanted. So, in certain clientele, you know, it, 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 there's levels to this shit. You know what I mean? There's, there's real high end. There's, so you got your indoor, you got like your light depth, you got your greenhouse, and then you got your lower the tier bush. You know what I'm saying? And um, a lot of them... They want that high-end price, but they want to pay that middle-tier price. You know gotcha. what I mean? But respectfully, if you're coming for that much, you should, you know, get a real price break anyway. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But um, probably that much is you're looking from anywhere. I think he wanted them at like sixteen fifty per, or whatever the case may be. So you could do the math. That's what he was up there with. You know, that's sixteen fifty per pound all the way up. So times two hundred and fifty. Fifty times two hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah. And they, he had a partner. He he was out there with his partner. And, you know, they, they come together probably like every two weeks, put a lot of money together, come out to the West Coast and shop. So what's your cut on a on a tape that big? So it all depends. Um, things run on a point system, especially when they come out there. You know what I mean? So I don't got to do too much work. They handle it and getting it to where they got to get to. I'm just putting like a dollar or two, you know what I'm saying? On an order that big, you know, you can't get greedy. So, you know, you're trying to crunch numbers down and making sure they come back. So you're putting a hundred, two hundred dollars on each pound, you know, so then you times that by two fifty, that was my cut. Do they not know people out there in in California? Like why do they need you? My in my mind, if I have the product, 
I know somebody that's buying it. Mm -hmm. I'll just go sell it to them. Why do I need a middleman to facilitate the job? Well, see, my skin complexion played a, a big part in that because, mm. you know, I'm fair-skinned, mm. you know, so I'm able to go and drive up certain roads and, you know, have a rental go up in, in the Emerald Triangle, and it's a high probability of me not getting pulled over on the way back with 100 in my trunk, you know what I'm saying, and having to explain that. And then again, um, I had a vendor's license, you know what I mean, and I had a recommendation that said I was allowed to transport X amount of pounds throughout the state of California at the time because I was also working with dispensaries. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So not only am I working on the black market, but I'm also serving the dispensary. So I'm the middleman between the growers and, you know, the again, the all of the consumers, whether it be black market or legally. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it seems to be impossible to do that kind of work sober. That's what I tricked myself into thinking because I just felt like I needed it to adjust to, to address my anxiety situation. You know, I was fooled in it because I loved the way I felt, you know, it calmed me the fuck down, you know, that first time. So I was just like, yo, I could do this. I still seen I made my money and I was able to actually function while doing it. So it just became a regular routine thing. Oh, I got a deal today. Let me take his in go out, do my deal, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? It, it worked out for the most part. So it starts off as one zen. It started off as one zen, and then it, it turns into multiple, because your tolerance build up. Just like, you know, you got alcoholics that drink, and it started off with one drink. You know what I'm saying? You got people that, that smoke. It started off with one blunt of whatever you rolled up. You know what I'm saying? How much did it come to? Like, how many Zans were you doing when you say you was at the height of your addiction? 14 a day. Seven on the wake up, seven at 7.30 p.m. on the dot. I had it on the clock. It was like a, like an internal clock. It's like birth control. Yeah, like, but it just automatically went off. Like 7.30, whoop, How do you another mean seven, it? yeah. And you popping seven at one time? At one time. I could have died at any point for about maybe a year and a half to two years, you know, just just by being a fucking idiot. I, I remember this one Travis Scott song, and he was like, these drugs don't even get me high no more. <laughs> you, I don't know why I thought about that, but more importantly, it's just like for you to pop seven to get the high that you used to get it with one. It's like sometimes you're not, it's not even, you're not even chasing a high. You feel like it's normal. Oh, so man. it's like, it, it's just like, yo, I, it, it, that, that becomes the norm. So it's just like, you're not, Pop oh, I need, I need to get high. No, it's just, I need to calm the fuck down. This is what I need. This is my crutch. You know what I'm saying? To enable me to do what I got to do. If I, if I can't get my crutch, how am I going to, you know what I'm saying? No, it, it, it no longer becomes, I need this to get high, but I need this to be normal. To function, right. I don't know, like that is such a, I know that's a story for so many people. Right, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that go through similar situations with different vices, you know what I'm saying? And Oh, for sure. Just me talking to, to you about this it, therapeutic, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't know this story, some of my closest friends don't know this story, you know what I'm saying? And um, 
it's something I feel like the more and more I talk about it, it's just, it's a real lesson. It's just mm. a lesson in all of this, you know what I mean? Like I said, we grew up together, man. You was always the the fly guy, the, you know, sort of flashy guy. You know, you 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 go with the women, mm. the you know events, sort of. You know, like mm. I've seen you do so many things, entrepreneurial things. Right. You know, so for me, in my mind, you like a Mister Untouchable. Nobody knew, cause I wasn't letting it show. Right. Unless you was with me on a daily, 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 you didn't know. Like, I, I was still living that lifestyle, was still Mr. Flashy, couple watches, couple chains, you know, some nice cars. Plus, I was making the money that I was making. I was making a shit ton of money doing what I was doing in that industry. So, at the end of the day, you're not going broke from it. You're not really considering, like, yo, I'm really fucking everything up. You know what I'm saying? Were you ever embarrassed? Yeah, 100%. When? Um... A real close friend of mine seen me, right? Now, um, I was having an I, I was having a anxiety attack, not for nothing, right? And this is because I didn't have any Xanax on me at the time. You know what I'm saying? And I ended up having an anxiety attack on Melrose, and a real close friend of mine from the town had seen me, right? And in my mind. I was fucked up because I thought that person, like, just looked at me and turned away, right? But I, me and this person had this conversation, like, a year or two later. She was like, yo, now nah, I really, like, ran down on you and made sure, like, you was good and et cetera, et cetera. But I don't remember none of that. Like, there's a couple of things that I don't recollect. You know what I'm saying? And that's even more embarrassing because what other shit could I have been out there doing that I don't remember? Like, I blew 60000 in four days. I don't remember how and when I spend it when I spent it, but I had two cars in my driveway. I had a whole bunch of new clothes. You know what I'm saying? It's just some new jewelry. It's but I don't remember buying it, if that makes sense. Is it like lapses in your memory? It's like, like total you... blackouts. And it, this is from the It's from I I, I believe, because that's the only thing that I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Was yeah, I would sip some lean every now and then too. You know what I mean? Other than that, smoking weed, it's not even frowned upon no more, but you know, smoke weed is another addiction. You know, and I can't wait to give that up too. You know, but I, I feel like I'm addicted more to the nicotine than I am to weed right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. What do you mean addicted to nicotine? Well, it's like, um, I can't smoke weed unless it's in a backwood. You know, I can't smoke straight papers. Like I need that nicotine hit, you know what I mean? And that's what I crave more than anything, like necessarily, but I don't smoke cigarettes. It's, it's, it's weird, but I know that's really what it is. You know what I'm saying? How do you, how can you tell that it's not the weed or the high that you need? And how can you tell it's the actual nicotine? Listen, I'm in my thirties now. I've been smoking since I was probably 18, right? And weed was like my thing. I didn't touch anything else really until like my mid to later twenties. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like I could, Smoke a joint, my boy roll a joint up with some real fire gas, like you know, the Zaza, everybody likes to refer to it nowadays. And we'll, we'll smoke it in, a, you know, some, some regular paper or cone or whatever the case may be. And it's, it's not it for me, you know what I'm saying? But I'll immediately roll it back. But after I'm like, that hit in your chest, that's where it's at, you know what I'm saying? For me, it's like, all right, cool, that's why I need it. You know what I mean? 
how much weed do you think you smoke a day? Now probably like a half an ounce. So that's probably like, you know, like around 10 backwards roughly. But I used to probably smoke a lot more than that. Maybe like two ounces, two, four ounces. And that's when I was in LA. And that's how many backwards in a day? Uh, probably like half a box almost. How much is that? Twenty. Uh, Twenty. A day. Mm-hmm. While doing the Zans. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, smoking was it's more. Hub- I just gotta have a blunt, like you know what I'm saying. That's, that's what that was. The lean wasn't, I wasn't too excessive with the lean. I was really like on the occasion thing. You know what I'm saying? But it, it was still a factor. It was there. At what point do you go cold turkey with the Zans? When my son was about to be born, I knew a change had to be made. You know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't like the feeling that I needed a crutch to move or to feel like I'm doing things in the in, in, in a proper state of mind. When I know that it's not the proper state of mind, like I'm just tricking myself to think, okay, this Zen is gonna make the whole situation better. You know what I'm saying? Or make me think better. And that wasn't the case. So, you know, I consulted my doctor. I was like, listen, I, I'm, I'm done. Like, I, I don't want to take no medication. What's the best way for me to go about getting off and you know they, they talk to you about weaning off of it and taking other medications to replace what your body's no longer getting and i didn't think that was the right route for me which was it was probably the smarter route at the time you know what i'm saying but i chose to quit cold turkey and um that almost resulted in my death at the time you know i had a bad seizure because you quit cold turkey yeah Cause you know, my, my, my body just seized out. I remember I was in my apartment in Beverly Hills and um, I'm gonna tell you, be honest, I, I visualize it right now. I was eating a bowl of cocoa puffs in my apartment in Beverly Hills, you know, I'm chopping it with my boy from the town. I got a lot of work over there on the table. You know, we just, it's a regular day in LA. You know what I mean? And um, I felt like somebody just kicked me in the back of my leg like out of nowhere, like, you know, somebody kick you behind the knee, you just fall forward. That's what happened. I just fell forward, bowing up and I just started seizing out. And then he, he told me that, you know, what, cause he explained what happened. Cause there's a little blackout situation there after that happened, you know, he had rolled me over, make sure that, you know what I'm saying? I'm not choking on my spit or nothing. And then, um, by the time he called the EMS and they came upstairs, Without without knowing, I had already cleaned up the crib, all the work that was on the table. I had put that up in the cabinets, and I had cleaned all of the vomit up off the floor because he said I was vomiting on myself and all of that shit. Like, I had did all of that and passed back out on the floor. So when the EMS came, they was like, yo, you, you all right? Like, where's the vomit and stuff? And I was just like, uh, like I, I was just, I wasn't even it. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, that is so right. intense. Right. What do you do next um, after that ordeal? Honestly, I, I knew I didn't want to go back to that, you know, so I, I was in the hospital for like a month, month and a half. And they kept dosing me with little small amounts of medication that against my will, I didn't want it, but my body was having all types of uncontrollable muscle spasms and shit like that. How are you paying for the doctor? I was chucking that up to insurance. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was chucking that up to insurance, and however that went, that went at the time. You right. know, I wasn't even concerned about paying nobody. Right. I, I shit, I, I couldn't even handle what I had to handle, like in the streets at yeah. the time. You know what I'm saying? I was totally out of it, like it's so, put on pause. So they got you. They hooking you up to these things. They winning you back. Mm. So then, um, I get out the hospital, and it's just like I. I'm back, you know, it's, it's just me again. You know what I'm saying? There's no hospitals, no nothing. They're not giving me nothing. So the cravings start to come back. And it's just like, yo, I can't do this alone. Mm. But I'm not about to check into no rehab or anything like that and have anything funny on my record. You know what I'm saying? Cause we from the town, so there's a little bit of, you know what I'm saying? Yo, we can't have that in our sheet. You know what I'm saying? We gonna look crazy. So <laughs> I deal with anybody I feel like in my position with that kind of willpower, because. For me to get over it, I, I just, I didn't want my son to see, like, yo, he has a dad that needs Xanax to fucking go to my parent-teacher conference or this or that or third. So once my son was, you know, baking up, like, I was like, nah, I'm not doing the Xans no more. I'm quitting that. So by the time he's here, he could look at me and be like, yo, that's my pops. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that kind of vibe. So that straightened my whole life out, you know, thank God. And then, um, so I flew back to the East Coast and... I just went under mama's love, you know what I'm saying? And mm. real food, mm. you know what I'm saying? She got my weight back up, you know what mm. I'm saying? And they say that real genuine family, you know, my real friends that I had on the East Coast coming to check me now, like, you know, just instilling that love in me. And that's what I needed to get my weight back up. You know so what I'm no, saying? No, nobody love you like your mother can, you know? Right. And I think sometimes we, we undermine family. Sometimes we, we, we forget. Sometimes we forget when we caught up in the lights and we caught up in the money and we caught up in our vices and our egos mm -hmm. and our bravados that home is where the heart is. And it's, not, it's right. more than just a saying. Right, right, Home right. is where you rehab. That's where you rehabilitate. That's, that's exactly you, what I used it for, you know? That's when you come it. back to life. I needed it because without that, who knows what would have happened to me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have the, the, the smarts to even get up and leave when I did. You know what I'm saying? Who knows what would happen? I remember just being so, like, ego-filled when I'm on my high horse mm -hmm. in my 20s, mm -hmm. when I think I'm untouchable. You know, I remember vividly, you know. And I also remember being humbled. The, the most humbling experience is coming from where we come from in New York City. And we make it to 90210, and there's nothing but palm trees and Bentleys and, you know, Continentals coming down the block and Ferraris, and now I'm back in fucking New York City, and I got to look at Accords or RAV4s or somebody's <laughs> busted ass. None of this shit is fucking inspiring to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really what it boils down to. And I gave all of that shit up off a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Taking that first in and... Those withdrawals, I'm telling you, like, I don't wish that on nobody because it's like when you're sitting there and your body's craving that medicine that has that you've been poisoning your body with this whole time, it's like your blood is trying to bust out the pores of your skin. Like, it, and that's painful. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like a fucking crackhead. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? And for me to realize that, that, that was just like, yo... Like, you're lucky to even be alive right now. You know what I'm saying? The shit that you just put your body through, you're not supposed to, people don't come back. People don't 
Wake up after taking seven Zans, after taking three of them. I was taking 14 a day for two years. How many people you heard OD'd over taking like three Zans? You, it, it, this, I've, I've, I can't even count on two hands. It's too many. People, stories that I've heard in the streets, I was taking 14 a day. Why are you still here? I'm, I'm still here. I, I don't know why I'm still here, but God got the answer, and I'm, you know what I'm saying? Till I find it, I'm here. I'm searching. I think it's important people know that, like, you you fly. Like, you got the, you know what I mean? You look like, I want people to, I wish I could just rip, rip the blur off of your face and just show people, like, you know, because we never think it's us. We don't never think we that could happen to us. We, like I said, we grew up the hustlers. We ain't never think, like, nah, like, we, it was certain stuff we were never touching. Pills, we ain't touching no That's pills. You know what I mean? And cigarettes, this, we ain't touching no cigarettes, and right? to this day, nobody's gonna know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, this is, I feel like within time, like as I'm older, even Ooh. now, like I talk to other friends or even, like I, I see kids like in the parks and shit like that. Just when I'm walking by, they indulging in what they indulge in. I'm like, yo, that shit is whack, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? And then, you know, a couple people that, I've seen take a few pills and I'm just like, yo, let me tell you a little story real fast. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't for me to be like your pops or your moms, but like, l let me tell you how it, it really is. Cause I lived it. I've been there. I've done that. You that know might, what I'm that, saying? That might be the superpower though, right? Give that, it back in that way. Save us some lives. The, when we take the veil off and, <laughs> and we just really give it to them real, you know what I'm saying? That mm -hmm. might be the superpower. What's the promise you made to yourself? I, I won't even take a Benadryl. <laughs> it's like yeah, that. I won't take a Benadryl. I still smoke my weed, but I'm not putting no um no pills in my body. I don't drink no alcohol. Mm. Like you know, I'm I'm pretty much straight and narrow. Like I said, eventually I want to give up the weed habit too. Is that you know? an addiction? Yeah, I feel like it. Like I, I'm I'm smart enough to know that it is, but I'm I'm I know that I'm also addicted to the nicotine too. Like I said, like okay. the backwoods that I'm buying. And I'm putting stuff in my urban. What about the people that smoke every day mm -hmm. that say they aren't addicted to weed? They're in denial. But but it's okay because everybody's in denial about their vices at first. It's just a maturity thing. Mm. When you really wake up and you just when when you're able to hold yourself accountable for the shit that you're doing to yourself, you know what I mean? Then the sky the sky's the limit for you. You know what I mean? Like you woke. But you gotta be woke about what you what you doing to yourself. Yeah, I remember I got I had this one tweet that haunts me till this day. I said, um, y'all y'all don't think smoking weed every day is linked to depression. And I don't know, that this tweet just it just follows me. There's people like I had so many people that just said, This guy's a fucking idiot, and then I just had so many people like I told y'all. Well, you got a lot of people that'll smoke weed because they're depressed. They feel like that's gonna get them out of it. You know what I'm saying? But when that high comes down, whatever fucked up situation you was in a half an hour ago before you lit that blunt is still there. If you're not doing nothing while you get high to address that situation or, or become a problem solver, you're just going to be stuck in the same cycle. You're just going to light up another blunt. Mm. You're just going to be, you know, you're just going to be a sorry ass person. Mm. But then there's other people that use weed productively. You know what I'm saying? It's a, a lot of different ways to use marijuana, you know, it, it, it could go both ways, bro. I see both aspects. What happens if you don't smoke weed for a day? Me, myself? Yeah. I'm a little angry. Mm. I'm a little irritated. I'm a little irritable. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But, um, 
again, I, I, I feel like it's a crutch. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it helps with that. Like, you know, that that that, that, that anger, all, all of that frustration. Say, say if, you, if you just have a frustrating day, you smoke a blunt, all right, cool, let me just calm down. But again, that's the mom's fault. You don't need a blunt to calm down. You just need to, you know what I'm saying? Be a man. You just need to calm the fuck down, like, you know what I mean? Are you depressed? Me, no. Are you happy? No, I'm not happy. I used to be. When? Last time I really remember being happy, I was in North Hollywood in my apartment, and I was counting $75,000. Now, this is the first time I made that much money in one shot. You know what I'm saying? So if I paint the picture, got a nice glass coffee table. It's all hundreds on my table. And I'm just counting money listening to music. So the future come on. You know what I mean? And um, we got blood on the money and I still count it. I got blood on the money and I still count. I caught a fucking paper cut while this is happening. And there's blood all over all of my hundreds. I just start crying. Because it's just like, yo, this is... This is, this is ill. Like, you know, just in my mind, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, but music will fuck you up like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, music will fuck you up like that. But that, that was an ill moment, and I was just like, wow, like, this is stability. You know what I'm saying? I could go out and make 75 packs, and you, how long it took me? Probably, like, two and a half hours. I was like, you couldn't tell, you couldn't tell me shit about nothing then. I never believe people when they say money don't buy happiness, right? I've had money, not had money, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, money buys happiness, right? But I just don't think money buys joy. Joy is that intrinsic thing inside of you. When you look at your kids, when you look at your mom, when you look at your family. Right. Money can't give you that. Right. Money could, happiness is a feeling. Happiness is fleeting. Cause I could be happy right, right now and then really pissed off the next, <laughs> joy, joy is like, Getting in the fucked up situation and still knowing everything is going to be all right. I'm going to keep it all the way 100 with you. If you a joyous motherfucker and you got a big bag, you're not going to have a lot of angry moments. Because in my experience and just how I feel, it's just if you, you got some good funds in your pocket and you're able to provide and do for yourself, for your family, your kids, you know what I'm saying? Help out some friends or just even, you know, I could get up and go to Puerto Rico today. You know, I could get up and fly to Miami today. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's... Well, I'm a firm believer of if, you, if you're not happy with what you have, mm -hmm. you won't be happy with anything else, right? Mm -hmm. You'll just find new problems. You, you'll just, because it's not like problems go away with money. You just find new ones to encounter. You just find new things to, to worry about, to be anxious about, to pop a Zan about, to, mm. to, to do something incorrect about, you know? Right. That's what, money, 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 people think money is just gonna make everything go away and it doesn't go away. Once you let those things dissolve while you have nothing or you have everything, mm -hmm. that's what makes problems go away. Addressing them makes them go away. Right. Not replacing voids with dopamine. Right. And that goes to what I was saying earlier, but at the end of the day, too, is if you're happy with what you have necessar necessarily, at the, I would never be happy with what I have 
because for me that I, I'm settling in my mind. So I always just gotta have more. Like it's 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 never it never ends for me in a sense. Whether it's just like you it's the it. hustle. It's just like I I, I accomplish one. Say say if I. I'm an entrepreneur, right? I'm just putting that out there and I go ahead and I knock down one business. I, I got more ideas. I'm not just gonna be comfortable with this one business. Let me knock down another one. Let me knock down. It's always a new ceiling. Cause once you, you know what I'm saying? Like but, that's my outlook though. Right, and then look at that proverbial hamster wheel that you're on. Mm -hmm. You're already setting yourself up for never being there. Some people spend their whole life trying to get there and mm -hmm. I feel bad because they re they will realize there's nothing there. Right. They'll keep going. They'll keep knocking down those ceilings. They'll keep breaking through those walls and they never get there. But because it doesn't exist. You see that but that is to that that specific person but not everybody else on the outside is looking at that same fucking person that is never happy but they're like you know, they're the most successful person in the world. They're the flyest person. They're getting the most money. They're getting this. They're getting that. But it's just, they're not seeing the mental capacity that that person is taking to always elevate and take themselves to the next level. Like that person that said, yo, I'm good with a car. It gets me from point A to point B. So I'm going to go buy this hoopty offer, offer up for $800, right? Then it's just like, oh, you good with that hoopty for $800? The fact that you got to put about like maybe an extra... 250 every two months into that car to the point where it becomes a ten thousand dollar car or are you just gonna now it's just like okay now i'm tired of this car i want a new car then i i then maybe he starts to see he gets an accurate and from the accurate he jumps to the bends or you know it he's just setting himself you know new ceilings necessarily what does enough look like to you enough i don't know i've never seen it Think about that. Never seen it. I couldn't tell you. I never had enough of anything. Yeah, I don't think I ever had enough of anything. You don't see it yet? Mm. For me, imagine living a life like never having enough. I just, in my... Never. The way I'm thinking is just, it's always something else. I know. It's literally, and that, now I got a kid. So it's just like, he got to grow up and I got to, I didn't have the father, so I'm going to be a part of that. So I'm going to make sure he knows that the, the sky isn't the limit. You could go to space. You would, know what I'm saying? Would you take your old life back? That's a tussle. That's a tussle, cause being where I'm at now, a father, you know that that's responsible for a whole nother person, you know, and their creative development and everything like that. Nah, I wouldn't take my whole life back. Mm. But necessarily, if I didn't have the responsibility that I have right now, and I could take the chance, I'm just risking myself at that point. You know what I'm saying? So I probably would take my ass back out there and do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? As far as that, but without the addiction part, you know what I'm saying? But um, right now, nah, it's just too much risk involved. And I got a little man at home I got to worry about make sure he grows up to be a better man than I did, so. Is there ever an urge to grab another Zan? Nah, not at all. 
that nah hell no i'm telling you feeling feeling your blood trying to come through your pores of your skin it'll do it you're not trying to you know what i'm saying yeah that's why i said i don't need to take a benadryl well you also not doing the things that you were doing that you felt like you needed to do it right right that i'm not putting myself in certain positions anymore necessarily but At the end of the day, if I feel like if I didn't have a son and I went back now, I probably wouldn't do it again. Like, but I'm on a whole new journey to get a bag a whole different way. So, you know what I'm saying? The correct way. So there's not no man on earth that could take this bag from me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whenever you get money the wrong way, it always seems like God comes for that. You mm. know, he comes to tax that in some way, shape, or form. You feel it too, right? Yeah. Like, you like, feel it, like, over your shoulder. No matter what it is, I don't want to say no other little, you know, lines of money that's out there that people are indulging in, but I feel like God's coming for them. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's been going on through the pandemic and stuff like that, and I I don't wish that on nobody, but it's just, a, you know, God is real, bro, and it's just, that's why, I, listen, I'm going to get it the right way humble myself down, maybe work for a couple people. I ain't worked for nobody in over 15 years of my life. You know what I'm saying? I've always been on my own shit, but it's just like, yeah. It's, it's funny, I always thought God was gonna come to me out of the sky and, you know, or speak this really deep voice over my shoulder and wake <laughs> me out of my sleep. And nah. I always thought, I didn't think God would come to me in the form of my worst fears. And it came to me in the form of, give me that money. That's my shit. Yeah. Like, you don't deserve none of that. Like, yeah. that's really what it was. And it's, he thugged the shit out of me. Yeah. It's like, damn. I, I, my, my bad, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't do nothing else, but it is what it is. What do you tell somebody that's trying to fight and beat addiction? To Just find, what, what, what's the reason you're living for? Like, just a latch on to that. You see, my reason was my son. You know, pushing forward, like, I really latched on to that feeling of me not having a father. They say I don't have a feeling. Yeah. They say I don't have a reason. It's just not worth it. Mm. It's really not worth it. What, what do you do? You just deteriorate. I, I, I see my, I watch my body deteriorate away a little bit. Mm. It wasn't, you know, as visual as I'm making it seem, but it's just, I was seeing myself. My skin wasn't right. Like, you know what I mean? Like. I, 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 I wasn't as handsome, <laughs> mm. Mm. and I have to, you know, get back right. Do you share these stories with your son one day, or do you? Is this something you want to keep him far away from? No, nah, I'm gonna share it with him when he's of age and he's able to comprehend and really understand what I'm telling him. But i got to figure out the the right way that I'm going to have to deliver it to him when he's of age because the way this generation receives information is different. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was always warned by my mother, and you know what I'm saying? Like, the repercussions of what could happen if you get addicted to something like this, or not to play with it, et cetera, et cetera. But I'll, I'm hard at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then we see, like, we see the rap music, we see the videos, everything is perk 30, everything is... Percocets and everything is, is Xanax, this, Xanax, that. that. That really has a major influence on what this generation and even us falling into these stupid traps. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or just hearing it constantly in the back of your head, subconsciously, you're not realizing it's being drilled into you. That shit is it's really hitting you. Mm -hmm. Like like I said, you said, we grew up 
together. We grew up around the same shit, the same, you know, areas, the same dealings. When we was coming up, a lot of the music was geared towards selling it. Mm-hmm. Now the music is geared towards consuming it. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a common topic that's out there right now. But it's it's really a thing. Like these rappers and these people with that voice, they don't realize the impact that they're having on the younger adults. You know what I'm saying? Turning a lot of these kids into dope fiends and shit like that. And it, it's crazy. This is Travin Anonymous. My name is Chris Dabbs. Let's get it.